There's no secret formula for better service throughout the customer journey. But there is the all-new service hub from HubSpot. It makes it infinitely easier to scale customer support and increase retention. By bringing service and support together in one powerful platform, you can deliver the best experiences for your customers and your teams. Free up time for your reps to focus on complex issues with an AI-powered help desk. Proactively drive retention with customer health scores that help keep your business ahead, stopping churn in its tracks. And give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com service to do more for your customers today. Good morning, everyone. It's Tuesday, October 3rd. I'm Ben Berkley here with Sarah Friedman and Rob Litters. And this is The Hustle Daily Show. Today's top story is about beaded ice cream, those flash-frozen novelty treats born to live in arcades and roller skating rinks. But these aren't just some relic doomed to the corner of our memories. There are two companies, Dippin' Dots and Minnie Melts, that carry the potential to make nine figures in annual sales every year. It's a weird, weird business, but it's a big one, and we'll dig further into it in just a minute. But first, let's run through today's top headlines in the world of business and tech. Birkenstock is expected to file its IPO next week. The German shoemaker is looking at a $9 billion plus valuation. Let's move on to Beyonce. Her Renaissance World Tour just wrapped up, but it's not over yet. The superstar is going to hit the big screen with the movie version, Renaissance, a film by Beyonce, targeting a December 1st release with AMC. Sarah, this is obviously going to be a big box office hit, much like Taylor Swift's concert film, which comes out next week. The question I've got for you, who grosses more? Yeah, I mean, we've said this before, very scared to ever speak out against Swifties, so I don't want to offend anyone, but Beyonce did become the highest grossing female artist as far as tours go. We will see. We'll come back to that in a couple months. X, formerly Twitter, announced a content deal with Paris Hilton. She'll create live shopping videos for the platform. The thing that kind of caught my eye in the hype cycle for this was CEO Linda Yaccarino called Hilton the queen of pop culture, music, business, and TV. Is that right? Like, especially right after we talked about Beyonce? I don't know about that. If I am Paris Hilton and I have a LinkedIn profile, I am making that my new headline on my LinkedIn profile because that is a very flattering description, I think, of Paris Hilton's career. Happy for Paris. Happy for X. We will see how this one goes. Sam Bankman Freed's criminal trial in New York begins today with jury selection. It's expected to last six weeks. The former crypto magnate faces seven counts of fraud and conspiracy. This week marks the end of the pandemic era pause on federal student loan payments. Monthly billing will resume now for 40 plus million Americans. Apple says its iPhone 15s are overheating due to iOS and app bugs, which will fix via software update. And finally, Tom Hanks wants everyone to know that the video of him hawking a dental plan is actually a deep fake and not the actor himself. I guess this is what life looks like now. So this is probably also why the Actors Guild remains on strike. They're trying to figure out kind of how AI fits into this world and how we handle things like this. Just want to ask, are either of you more likely to buy a dental plan if Tom Hanks is selling it to you? I would buy anything that Tom Hanks sells to me. So 
Yes. But yeah, I think we've entered officially a new era. I think first we've gotten used to celebrities saying their Twitter was hacked or their Instagram was hacked. And now they're just, they'll have to say that their likeness has been hacked. So I think this is the beginning of something pretty spooky. I'm right there with you, Sarah. I would buy anything that Tom Hanks is selling. My wife's favorite actor of all time is Tom Hanks. I watched the movie Big probably like a thousand times when I was younger and I think something rubbed off and that's the only reason that she likes me. <laughs> thank you, Tom Hanks. Well, thank you, the real Tom Hanks for Rob's marriage. Thank you, fake Tom Hanks for a great dental plan. <laughs> Let's go on to our top story. Today, we're going to put a really strange niche industry in the spotlight beaded ice cream. You know, you've seen Dippin' Dots. Apparently, they are very polarizing in these circles. I had mentioned that perhaps I had had one at like a minor league baseball game when I was younger. And just I found them revolting. I was so not a fan. Sarah, that's not your experience, correct? Yeah, I didn't even know that this was a hot take. Like I really thought that this was just the consensus. But this was a formative part of my childhood, like Dippin' Dots made me who I am today. And yeah, I lost my mind over them. Like the texture was so weird that they came in really bizarre flavors. It was cool to be holding them, you know, in front of your middle school crush. So this was a big deal where I came from. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will say, I think you are in the majority here because clearly these things sell. I have since been turned around on them not from a eating them perspective, but just from the business side, I think it's a really fascinating industry. We've got two competitors I want we want to talk about. Obviously, Dip and Dots is, you know, the established favorite here. They've been around for quite a while. Dip and Dots initially started in 1988. A microbiologist was experimenting with freezing animal feed. He like liquid nitrogened his way to a flash frozen novelty treat, which became Dippin' Dots. And then this became this humongous business that has gone up and down a lot over the last couple of decades. We're talking like a $300 million annual sales peak at one point. There have been two different factory explosions. There's been a bankruptcy. They did like a cryogenic side hustle. And as of last year, they were acquired for $222 million dollars. And things, by all accounts, are going really well for Dippin' Dots right now. Their new owner, which is J&J Snack Foods, just crushed their quarterly earnings sheet last quarter. So all things are going great with Dippin' Dots. However, they do have a competitor that's nipping on their heels. Rob, can you tell us more about them? Yeah, so this company is called Mini Melts, and it was born out of the UK. And it's growing like absolute crazy. So Mini Melts has 14 different flavors. A few of them are cotton candy, Cookies and Cream and Rainbow Ice. Those are its three highest sellers. The big kind of selling point, I think, for Mini Melts is it has 14% butter fat, which is a threshold that allows it to be considered a premium offering in the category. But Mini Melts is blowing up. So they expect to sell 30 million cups in 2023. They have 34,000 points of distribution. And this is compared to about 19 million cups a year ago. So this is huge growth over the last year. They're trending above $50 million in revenue and growing at 35% annually. So you mentioned what Dippin' Dots sold for. Mini Melts are within striking distance of $100 million in revenue in the next 18 months. And they've really barely tapped into the US. They're planning to move into 10 new regions. A lot like Dippin' Dots, they don't sell in kind of like conventional retail establishments. And this is what's fascinating to me about 
both of these brands, it's almost kind of like this context switching thing. So like mini melts, they don't sell in grocery stores and retail stores, right? They sell in like convenience stores and drug stores. And then they sell in kind of like random entertainment places like zoos, Dave and Buster's, aquariums, like that sort of thing. And I think if you put these things on the shelf of like a conventional retail establishment, they probably wouldn't sell as well. But there's such a strange novelty that when you're already at these places like Dave and Buster's or a zoo or an aquarium, you're almost kind of like a captive to the food choices they have there. And you see it and it's like, oh yeah, I'm here. I'm already having this weird fun time. Like why not have a little cup of mini melts? So it's just kind of like this cool little novelty twist and it's fascinating. They're selling like crazy. I'd also just note there is a little bit of intrigue in this backstory. So, you know, obviously Dippin' Dots being kind of this like animal feed mistake was a great origin story. How about Minnie Melts in the U.S.? Their current CEO, Dan Kilcoin, when he was a teenager, his brother had a school assignment for his high school business class where they were supposed to identify like a product that wasn't sold in the area and then draft a plan that would convince that corporation to enter the market. So working with his brother, they like love Dippin' Dots, decided to write Dippin' Dots a letter. Dippin' Dots are like, yeah, let's do this. So then all of a sudden they end up selling Dippin' Dots in the school cafeteria. This goes wildly out of control. They end up with 18 retail locations. And then Dippin' Dots up their franchising fees, kind of priced out Killcoin. This was in the early 2000s. And so what he did was he went to Mini Melts, which was in the UK, and tried to have them bring their products stateside. And now he's got them truly like nipping at Dippin' Dots' heels. It could have been me. I learned a valuable lesson here today. Don't waste your time in middle school looking at your crush. You should be franchising. <laughs> I would note that you could probably go viral if you become really good at Dippin' Dots' official dance, which there's like YouTube tutorials on how to learn this thing. I've already given enough <laughs> to find this, that the song's in my head. It's not a good scene. You don't want this. But we're here to enrich you, and that's what we've done today. Thank you for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Robert Hartwig, and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, I got a great podcast to tell you about. It's called Truth, Lies, and Work, and it's brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. On this show, you can join husband and wife team Al and Leanne Elliott as they dispel myths, impart wisdom, and answer all your questions about finding, keeping, and motivating great people. They actually just did an episode with John Smith, who is the manager and agent of famous Argentinian soccer player Diego Maradona. He talks about in this episode how he was able to manage the global superstar athlete celebrity that Maradona is and was. It's a great listen. You better get out there and check it out. And you can listen to Truth, Lies, and Work wherever you get your podcasts.